Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Interesting to see from Live95 News. You can pick it up on live95.ie and through Twitter and our social media as well that Pfizer is starting to make COVID-19 vaccine here in Ireland. 75 jobs created at the pharmaceutical company's facility in Dublin to help with the development. Um, And the other thing that the HSE is battling alongside the pandemic is the cyber attack, uh, that uh, criminal act that has caused so many problems for them uh, since uh, late last week. Um, and uh, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, says he finds it distasteful that there may well be legal firms in Ireland lining up to sue the state over the release uh, through these criminals of some sensitive and personal data of uh, patients on the dark web. Uh, But the practical problems associated with this criminal cyber attack continue, including in Limerick. And Dr Gareth Quinn, who's a consultant in emergency medicine at University Hospital uh, Limerick, is on the line to tell us a bit more. Good morning to you, Gareth. Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me on the show. In some odd ways, is this actually worse than what you were dealing with during the pandemic itself? It it actually is, Joe. Um, I mean, it's different. Um, But at least with COVID, we reorganised the way that we managed patients. We streamed patients. We kept patients safe and so on. Uh, And that was a challenge. Uh, And obviously, there was the the element of infection risk and so on. Uh, But this is different in that it has completely uh, taken away our capacity to deliver care in the way that we would like to. Um, and, you know, essentially everything that we do uh, in the emergency department uh, and in the wider hospital um, is really dependent on IT. And it's only when it's taken away that you realise how dependent we are. Um, so if I just... Well, if someone turns up, Gareth, um, to break this down into this, its simplest form at the emergency department right now, what extra challenges faced that they wouldn't have faced before the criminal cyber attack? So typically when a patient comes into ED, the first process is registration, and that's an IT-based process where we take the patient's demographic details, it generates their chart number, and that allows us then access to their previous records, medications, and so on. And that's taken away, uh, and that's now a paper process. Um, In our department, we have hundreds of patients through every day. So yesterday, uh, there was 235 patients through the department over the 24-hour period, and that's a lot of patients in a big space. And we use an IT tracking system to keep track of our patients so that we know who's where, who's been seen, how long they've been waiting, uh, what doctor has seen them and so on. And that's all gone and that's gone back to paper now and that's much less inefficient, Uh, or much less efficient rather. And what's the reaction been of the public? I mean, we know, to be honest about this, that there are times when you struggle in terms of numbers in the ED um, at the best of times. So how are patients reacting to this extra um, challenge? So, I mean, you're quite right that um, patients have, you know, have, have, have experienced long waits in our ED in the past, um, and they're generally very understanding. And certainly uh, in relation to this uh, episode, again, patients are very understanding and are sympathising with staff because they can see exactly what we're going through and we're trying to deliver their care. Um, but I guess, um, you know, a message that we're trying to, to, to get out to, to, to the community is that the ED is open and it's functioning, um, but it's not functioning at anything like the level that it would normally function. And so we really need to uh, reserve our capacity for people with serious emergencies. 
And so patients with suspected heart attack, stroke, major injuries and so on. Um, right. And that where maybe uh, somebody feels their condition is less severe, we're asking them maybe to consider alternative treatment options such as their GP, such as our injury units in St. John's Hospital here in Limerick, uh, and also in Ennis and Nina. Um, and just to try and reduce the demand because our capacity to deliver care at the moment is severely hampered. And we're talking to Dr. Gareth Quinn, consultant in emergency medicine at University Hospital Limerick. Um, so typically at the moment, for example, today, how long are the waiting times and how many people do you have waiting? So I'm in St. John's this morning. I'm not actually ah. up in the, in the hospital and I can't, uh, I can't access any IT information. Well, there you go, which is part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that's, you know, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a minor thing, but uh, that it, it's just an example of, of how difficult things are. Um, but the, the, the problem, Joe, is that, um, you know, every, every patient needs to be seen by a doctor. Um, and, you know, we examine them, and that's not reliant on IT. But the test that we do, um, that's a very IT-based process in terms of how the results ret- are returned to the patient's bedside. Um, normally, that's very straightforward, and the turnaround time might be an hour or an hour and a half. But now the result has to be physically printed from the machine that's doing the test up in the laboratory, and then it needs to get its way uh, down to the emergency department, uh, which is a large geographical space, as you know, uh, and then to the patient, and that's taking hours. So a process that maybe normally would take an hour and a half could take four hours now or six hours or even longer. And sometimes we can't find the result and we have to repeat the test and so on. So it's really, really difficult um, for us to, to, to do our job at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, your training and experience would say you need to put emotion to one side when you're doing what you do day to day, and that's absolutely understandable. At the same time, how are you feeling and how are colleagues feeling about the fact that coming through a pandemic and you're still dealing with the consequences of that, that what's happened here is you know, bad action by um, criminals, that that's what's caused the problems that you are having in Limerick right now? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't think we're even thinking about the source of it. Um, we're just trying to deal with the consequences of it. Um, and, I mean, obviously the attack was around encrypting data and maybe stealing data, and yet the effects are what we're feeling on the ground, which is delivering healthcare uh, here and now. Um, and so staff are under pressure and stressed. Um, uh, but, you know, in the, in the hospital, we, we have a good management structure, uh, which is kind of swung into action in terms of providing support. Um, we're having to put a lot of uh, workarounds in place, so alternative solutions to things that we that are normally dealt with uh, with, with by IT, um, uh, and and we're getting a lot of support in relation to that. Um, but, but, but but the reality is that it you know, and I've been making this point repeatedly over the last couple of days. I think it's important to point this out. You know, the people who did this aren't idiots. They know when they attack. Um, health systems that is going to have impacts on patient outcomes. So this is by no means a victimless crime, which you could very easily be dressed up as until you think about it. Well, absolutely, 100%. And, you know, one of the concerns that we have is that there is clinical risk associated with um, the way we're having to do business at the moment. Just, you know, as a small example, um, you know, we do a lot of x-rays, obviously, in the emergency department, um, and normally we view them on high-resolution monitors um, that allow us to pick up abnormalities and so on. At the moment, we're having to physically go um, to the machine on which the X-ray was taken um, and view the X-ray on the monitor. And that, the monitors on those machines are not designed for interpretation. They're just design, designed for image acquisition. 
And so there is a chance that, you know, subtle abnormalities on image on x-rays will be missed. And, and, you know, and so you're right, you know, there is, uh, this is not victimless by any stretch of the imagination. So, so it's a bit like asking us and other people will have pictures from their own work of this to go back uh, from the high-tech computers that we have right in front of me yeah. to cassette tape. You know, that that's in essence what's yeah. been happening to you guys because you can't access the modern technology right yeah. now. Yeah, that, that's a good analogy. Um, you know, it's back to, back to, I don't know, would it be the 70s? Um, but so, you know, that, that's the kind of era that we're back to now. Um, with increased pressure, inc- increased capacity and increased um, difficulties uh, associated with COVID-19 as well. All right, well, listen, thank you very much for getting that message out. I think people understand that if they can avoid the ED, they should and use the other options that you have outlined. However, if they do need um, urgent care in the ED and it is a genuine emergency, um, then t- uh, they will be treated. They will be prioritised in the best way possible. But in general, you can expect delays by virtue of this attack by these criminals um, on uh, the HSE systems. Thank you to Dr. Gareth Quinn, Consultant in Emergency Medicine at UHL. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.